0: Hey. Fishing grits. It's time for fishing grits. Stay so lit. You talk about it, they come with it. Ain't no
1: topic that's off limits. Stay tuned in, it's all business.
2: Fishing grits. Oh,
1: yeah. It's fishing grits time, baby. Come on in, come on in, come on in. We're going to have a little conversation today. Um, first, we still want to um, tell Wendell, uh, you know, we're looking forward to Wendell returning. Um, Wendell had surgery, so he's, you know, almost healed. Not quite, but he's almost healed. So he'll be able to talk again and come and interact with us and be his crazy self. Um, Terrell... Um, you know, he got in a car accident, he's almost back to himself, not quite. So, you know, we're missing Wendell and, 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 and Terrell, but they will be back. Um, but in the meantime, we did, we're did we going to do a different show today. Um, being that it's MLK Day, we're going live today instead of Wednesday. Um, and so today, I wanted to bring on some young black women on our show today, um, and we're gonna talk about some of the things that's been going on because I want to get the young people's thoughts and views and ask them questions and you know things of that nature. But what really brought it to me was two of the big rioters that got arrested at the White House were married to black women. Um, I don't know if you all have seen the post. If you all have seen the arrest, I've been I I've been staying on. CNN and um, seeing them get arrested and things of like that they ain't going to they have the grandma house and you know different places and, and making their arrest but two of the guys um, part of the good old boys what's the little um proud boys, proud boys. boys. they got yeah. the proud boys on their arm and they're pro their race but are married to black women and have black children so we're gonna um, have a discussion today and, you know, we, we wanted to get their viewpoints, because I know our everybody's views and, and thoughts on race are different. Um, so, we're going to start over here and let everyone introduce themselves.
2: Hi,
0: my name is Kiana. I am her daughter,
1: her <laughs> oldest daughter. Um, and yeah. my name is Bianca Adams. I am actually friend. Well, Kiana's friend. Or that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh and what one of the reasons that I wanted to bring them on is because you know our children we raise our children um differently than what we were raised. You know, I was raised not to really see color, so quite naturally I raised my kids um not to see color, but I still recognized color growing up. Um and it, and with my kids it was a little bit different I don't think they ever thought about race until all this stuff really started happening. Um, And we wanted to bring Bianca and Kiana because Kiana is currently in an interracial relationship and Bianca has been in an interracial relationship. So there were a lot of questions that we had, especially when we seen the post that they were openly racist but had black wives. Get their thoughts and input on what they're seeing and what they're viewing today and what's going on in the world. But first, I do want to say good evening, Miss Natalie. We always miss Miss Natalie. (laughs) Dre at Peace, what's up? What's going on, Dre at Peace? Hey, Tamika. No, Tamika, it's not a new night. We're still going to be doing Wednesday nights, but this week we're doing Monday night because this was the only two nights that these two young ladies could get off. <laughs> they work on Wednesday nights, so that's why we're doing Monday. But yes, it will be still Wednesday nights. Um, but this Wednesday, we're not going to record since we're doing tonight. Um, Let's see here. <laughs> and, um, yeah... How in the world. Exactly, Natalie. That's what I thought, was how in the world. And one of the women, the crazy thing about it is one of the women is actually, when the FBI came to arrest him, there's a picture of him in a Ku Klux Klan outfit, the full outfit, and he's holding his black wife, and she's naked. So the the woman is black. His wife is black, okay? He is in a Ku Klux Klan outfit, And she is in his arm. He is holding her, almost kind of like he rescuing a slave. And she's happy. She's happy about it. They have a son together now. So I was, like, outraged when I seen it. I was like, how could you be with someone who does not, you know, you're cool, but don't like the rest of the black folks because they're black. So this is what, and, and then I thought, too, about these young ladies, because I always worry about my kids, you know, and them having to face and deal with race when they've never had to. Um, so I wanted to bring on the young ladies, and 1st we'll start with, who want to start first? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, so Bianca, um, Bianca's going to start first. Bianca has been in a interracial relationship. How long was your relationship?
0: Um, so, it actually recently ended like a month ago, less than a month
1: ago, but mm-hmm.
0: next next month would have been eight years.
1: Okay, so you were with him eight years. Mm-hmm. And do you mind sharing with everyone his race?
0: Um. He's
1: Caucasian. Okay, so she's mm-hmm. been in an eight-year relationship that just recently ended with a Caucasian man. So, how has that experience been for you?
0: It's been fun. There's definitely
1: in a relationship where you
0: learn about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one thing about him, though, he grew up around a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. So he knew a lot about our culture already. Okay. So it, it just new things that he would do, like it would be a learning experience for him. He would be very interested in the learning experience, but not everything. I'm not gonna make him do something he's not comfortable
2: doing. <laughs> right, right. But
0: um, but it's it's. I I can't really complain. We definitely just learned a lot about each other.
1: Though. One of the things that concerned me was the family background. Mm-hmm. Um, with you dating uh, a Caucasian man, how was the experience with his family? Because you know, y'all younger kids, we you know, y'all are less likely to see color, even with the white kids. Mm-hmm. They they really are in tune with our culture. Like, they are really in tune with our culture. But what concerns me is their parents mm-hmm. and the parents before them. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not share the same view as their now kids. Right. So how was your experience with the family?
0: So with the family, it, it wasn't too bad. He did already, like, warn me that in the past, like, not his mom or anything, but some of his family member. they didn't really care for black people like that, mm-hmm. but he always had a black girlfriend. So <laughs> <laughs> ever since, like, I guess elementary or middle school, he's had one, and he's like, I guess y'all just going to have to get used to it because right. this right. is what I like. So right. they did, by the time I came along, they were very open and nice to me. And I never had issues with it, but just him telling me how they used to yeah. and how they didn't really care for black people that was just a thing but like his mom is actually married to a black guy so oh <laughs> yeah. mom has married a black man yeah okay okay okay
3: yeah. okay so how about you okay so my boyfriend he is white as well,
1: um, well yeah you might lose he's yeah, white. So <laughs>
3: white um and we've been dating for four years now um and in the beginning of our relationship, I know, especially when it started to get serious, I made sure to go ahead and let him know from the get-go because that we're different races, I told him if something ever would happen between me and my family because of how you look, I would defend you and I expect to same thing back from you. Mm-hmm. So that was already established in the beginning. And me and him have always um, discussed race, just especially um, even before this, just because I know at the time when we were in the beginning he we were talking about he wanted kids eventually and I was like well if we have kids you know, I definitely want to make sure that we're on the same page as mm-hmm. far as like how to raise your kids because I always told myself if I had mixed children that I would want them to be exposed to both cultures and not feel like they have to be obligated to be
1: one race or the other um, and, and okay so And that's good that you established that at the beginning of the relationship. Um, So you both know where you stand, Mm -hmm. especially going out in public. Have you all experienced any um, trauma in public? Like when you go in public places, how do people handle y'all? How do people look at you all?
3: Now I know for sure because me and him, we live in Red Bank, South Carolina. I'm not sure. No one knows, but it's kind of like country kind of mm-hmm. uh, area in Lexington. Um, but I know sometimes I definitely... I definitely pay attention to it more than he does. And I know the first time I really experienced it when we went to Highway 55, and this woman just kept staring. And I got to the point where I was just like... I am I kept telling him, I'm looking to say hi to her. Like, <laughs> she clearly is very interested in us. Um, but I feel like I'm more... I guess, consciously attentive to it than he is, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: But I have never experienced anyone actually coming up to us to address it or say anything. My but name.
3: you
1: just, so you get the stares? Yeah. Okay. I definitely get the stares. So with Bianca's um, other half, he was exposed mm-hmm. to black people throughout mm-hmm. his life. He's always mm-hmm. been around our culture. Mm-hmm. But in your case, how is your situation with your your significant other?
3: Now, so with him, he went to White Know High School and I personally like from my experience of White know I always viewed it as a white school being where I was. Like I thought that was always a predominantly white school and so I just always was like that area is like country white people like <laughs> 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 trying to be rude to anybody. Um, but so I feel he obviously he had some exposure, but I feel like the white people not necessarily, like, I guess a stereotype that you would think. Because, you know, some people, especially if they're not exposed to it, they're spitting a stereotype with that um, nationality. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he didn't really necessarily – I know he has black friends. I only know about one right now. But, I mean, but as far as, like, to him, that has never been an issue. I feel like um, his family – Obviously, they've never been disrespectful to me, but I know it was not something that they was, like, more so, like, open, like, yeah, you can just openly date type thing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, like, one of those, like, like, quiet, hush-hush, like, we would prefer you stay in your own race type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: but they have, have yeah. they accepted you? Yeah, they have accepted me. Um, and was it awkward? The Okay. So, everyone. Yeah has an awkward feeling when you meet your boyfriend or girlfriend's mm-hmm. parents for the first time. Um, I think it's always going to be awkward, yeah. just because it's the first time um, you're meeting the person I, that's I special. Like
3: it definitely adds a twist to there it when it is outside your race, because mm-hmm. I feel like when you're a part of a certain culture, you really kind of have an impression of how it's going to be, mm-hmm. Based or you base it off of what your family reaction or um, background is, so you're like, oh, there's other black people. Mm -hmm. i'm going to be more comfortable in that situation but when it's someone outside of your race you're like you don't know what their household
2: is Mm -hmm.
3: and i remember my first my freshman year when i was at newberry college one of the friends that i was hanging out with i went to her house and the first thing she said to me was just to let you know you're the first black person i've brought into my grandparents house and to me that was like that was weird it was uncomfortable Mm because i was like. Me growing up, if I brought someone over that was a different nationality, I never would have to be like, by the way, Mom, this person's <laughs> white. Or, by the way, Mom, this person's like, right. Asian or something. Right. That was not something that I had to address to my parents or mm-hmm. any of my family members. So when she said that, the first time I was like, do I need to be concerned about mm-hmm. my safety? And she was like, dude. But, I mean, they were, they were fine, but I was just like...
1: But Please. it made you uncomfortable. uncomfortable. That would make me very uncomfortable. Yeah, very, I do not know I that
3: with her too. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so I rolled with you. Yeah. You didn't tell me this before we left. Yes. You told me once we got there mm-hmm. that hey, by the way, my grandparents have never had <laughs> black people in their house before. Yeah. That I'd be like, "Okay, well, we might need to go back to where we came, came from." from yeah. Um so so yeah, that could be an uncomfortable yeah. situation or One of the things that, um, like, growing up around diverse cultures, um, we were military kids, so we're used to diversity, Mm -hmm. traveling the world, being around diversity. And I always wanted that experience for my kids. Mm -hmm. I've never been one to pick and choose who they should date, who they want to be around, as long as they are good to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to say that as a mother, I've always been concerned... Not about the kids that they bring around, but their families. Mm-hmm. And so, when you started dating Cody, I was like,
2: uh
3: And then, and, and I can see it in her defense, too, because he, he's, he's not, like, if anything, I feel like she would expect him to be more urban-looking. But he was <laughs> definitely country boy-type-looking <laughs>
1: person. <laughs> and, and threw and, 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 and this is why we have the conversations, yeah. because... Everybody should be open to have conversations. One thing I always taught my kids, when you have, if you have friends who are outside of your race or you're dating someone outside of your race, you should be able to have an open conversation about race simply because it exists. So if she has a white partner and they can't talk about race, that's a problem. Or if you have a white friend and y'all can't openly talk about race without somebody getting offended, that's a problem. That's not really a friend. That's not really a boyfriend. But when you're put in the situations, when it's your kids, it's a little different because, like I said, I've been around it all my life. You know, my sister-in-law, you know, I got two sister-in-laws who are white. I have a Mexican sister-in-law. So, you know, and then growing up around it, you know, we're used to diversity. We're used to different cultures. But when Kiana had first brought Cody's I was like Cody okay Cody I already knew <laughs> in my head I was like okay he's not black the Name Cody but then I wasn't expecting I guess like she said when he came in I was like okay this somebody like she done met at Dutch Fork or at Newberry College or something like that and I was expecting them to look a certain way so when I seen him I immediately got concerned
3: yeah,
1: because he had some little boots on, jeans, Cause he's, top, he's yeah. camo. <laughs> he's what we, in our minds, and then he's in a, a part of the area that, back in our day, Red Banks was a place that black people didn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were still having KKK rallies in Red Banks, if they still, they may still be having them. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was just one of those places that we didn't go. So, when I met him, I wasn't standoffish or anything, but in my mind, I was like, oh, hell. You know, I was like, because I immediately started thinking about, okay, she thinks he's cool, but I wonder how his family is. And that's what I immediately thought. And over time, I've gotten to know Cody, and Cody is really good to Kiki. When I tell you, he waits on her hand, foot, service, everything, he is really good to her. And he's been nothing but respectable with the family. But, my, like I said, my only concern was his family. Mm-hmm. So,
3: and I was say, the only thing, realistically, that I feel like me and him, you know, deal with on a regular basis, our relationship doesn't have to do with race at all, is the fact that um, he is autistic. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes, his, basically his viewpoint and my viewpoint sometimes clash. But, other than that, we really get along very well, and I feel comfortable. Having any type of conversation with him, and he likes to talk. So he he doesn't like shut me down. He definitely <laughs> likes to talk mm-hmm. about subjects. Like um, he's very smart, and he Not definitely learning. doesn't let other very people. To mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say he getting hot in now, but he definitely doesn't let other people sway him to, or pursue him to do anything that he doesn't want to do. So I definitely do appreciate that, and he's just I just like having conversations with him because his the way that he thinks is different. It gives me a different mindset
1: on what he sees compared to what I would see. So let me ask you this. So growing up in your household, and this is for both of you, Mm -hmm. growing up in your household, I'm assuming an all-black household, Mm -hmm. black family, what were your initial thoughts of dating outside of your race? Even before you started dating outside of your race, what was your views on dating outside of your race before it even happened?
0: So I never saw it as a thing, honestly. I just, it happened. Like, (laughs) honestly, it it was just something that I just thought was normal. Mm -hmm. I remember one day, like, I went to go see my dad one time, and he (laughs) knew it was a boy I had a crush on. And I was in, like, elementary school, and he was like, all right, now you better be careful with those white boys. And I'm like, <laughs> what he mean by that? Because it was a white boy that I had a crush on at the time. Uh-huh. I'm like, what he mean? And I was upset. I was like, you did not <laughs> tell me. <boy."
1: laughs> and you were in elementary school right. then, okay? I'm like, what does he
0: mean? Like, mm-hmm. and like even like now, I know he he definitely had a talk with my, my boy well, ex boyfriend now mm-hmm. about it. Like when he first met him. It's was like, all right, I want to make sure you're not doing this, you're not doing this, because I don't want you to mess my daughter's life up. Right. But, like, I think it, because my mom, she never, she never put race on us. Right. She always was, let us do our own thing. Right. So, with me hearing it from him, I'm like, and I was honestly a daddy's girl before I even met him here. Mm-hmm. So, like, hearing that, I'm like, what is going on? And, like, I just was in denial. And, like, as I grew up, I just noticed different small things that I noticed that some white people did. And it would make me realize, okay, maybe that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, you shouldn't tell your child. Like,
1: <laughs> Watch well, out for the white boys. Dads, dads, dads are going to be different with their daughters. <laughs> because, And I'm going to tell you, I, I, as my father, I, like you, I've always been a daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. And my brothers have dated nothing but different nationalities. You know what I'm saying? From black girls, white girls, Korean girls, Paul, uh, Colombian, uh, Panama, whatever, you name it. My brother, has, both of my brothers have dated strictly outside of the race. And my parents never seemed to have a problem with it. But I remember one particular time where we had this project um, in school. And, I, and growing up, I've never been attracted to uh, white men or white boys or white guys or anything like that. We all kind of, we had white friends, but I just never was attracted to white men or white boys. But I remember this one particular time where it was apparent to me there is a difference for dads. Because I had this project, and there was this boy named Chris on on my project, and he was a white guy. I went to Irmo High School. And there was four of us in the group, and Chris was one of the white guys in our group. And he called the house. And when he called the house, my dad answered the phone. (laughs) And so and he was calling pertaining to the project or whatever and it was it was one of those things that shined the light on for me that there's a double standard when it comes to dads and their daughters when it comes to dating outside of the race and the things that my brothers were able to do I obviously wasn't able to do cuz when i came around that corner girl my daddy jacked me up in that corner <laughs> and he was like what that white boy doing calling here and i was like what well, i was like what's going on but come to find out it was him from the prop you know from my project now now that i'm an adult if i decided to date someone outside the race i know he would accept you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but i think it's part of that that protection type thing mm-hmm. i was young i was a teenager Um, He grew up in a different era than me. Um, So it's that protection part, too, of being a father. But I do get what you're saying about the difference from a dad because I had never seen that. Your your sons are dating, you know, (laughs) whoever, whenever, you know what I'm saying? And never seen that side of him until a white guy called the house for me. But it wasn't even that. It was just a project. But it let me know that for him there was a difference. And That's
3: interesting, because I feel like for, I guess y'all two have the same mindset when it came to it. For me, I yeah. always felt like it was always a double standard mm-hmm. as far as black men dating outside of race mm-hmm. compared to white woman. Mm-hmm. And I never saw it as a protection thing. I always mm-hmm. just was like y'all just get mad and someone's not basically dating a black person at the time, mm-hmm. but if y'all date white or uh, Asian, Hispanic, you know, it's like it's more all accepted. the girls are like, oh man, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you got yeah. that girl. And
1: I, and I do think dating outside of the race is more acceptable for black men than black women. I,
3: I definitely
1: agree. I, I really think so. And I, and I don't know if it's because more recently, black women started dating outside of race. Mm-hmm. Most, you know, more likely you would see black men with other races. Mm-hmm. It was very rare that you've seen black women dating outside of their race, but now you're starting to see it more frequently. Mm-hmm. And I also, you know, I kind of wonder if they're just, what's making them steer the other way, mm-hmm. um, especially the older women. I think with you all, it's different yeah. because of how you were raised. Mm-hmm. So but, I like, people... like... Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead, go ahead.
3: I feel like my, like, I guess growth. Girl... From Enough my experience down, growing y'all. up... No, you're good. From my experience growing up, I feel like... I'm sorry, y'all. I got the heat down.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, to me, it seems like it has been like... I always got the impression that other minority women almost allow more things to happen than a black woman. That's the impression I got from it growing up just because the way that they were talk... Like, people my age, the way that they were talk about uh, minority women compared to the black women, that it is basically they allow them to do more than if they date someone within their own race. That's how I took it. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, yeah, get a white woman, like, she's not going to bug you or she's just going to do whatever she wants or let you do whatever you want and you can do whatever you want and still come back, type of situation. Like, that's oh, always ooh, how I got The stereotype. Yeah.
1: The stereotype. And, and I think that that is. Um, one of the the differences with dating outside of your race Mm -hmm. is the stereotypes if you date a white woman versus a black woman.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, It's funny because there's this group on Facebook um, called A Man's Point of View. And somebody had added me to, to this group and it's called A Man's Point of View. And I thought, okay, I'll check it out or whatever and see what it's all about. But after two weeks, yesterday I had to unfollow that group because it was kind of like a um, a bashing session, like men who are bashing black women, and I couldn't believe it. I was because these are black men in this group, and it's called a man's point of view. And the women were getting angry; they were commenting on there, but they were getting angry. And and different type of posts, and I had to remove myself from that because it was kind of weird to see a men's group of black men, but they were bashing black women. Mm -hmm. And and so, on that side of it, I personally feel like people should love who they want to love, be with who they want to be with. But what was going on now is concerning. You You know,
0: do your research.
1: Yeah, yeah. Make sure you do your research. But not only that. How will more people who are openly racist now are coming out? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So would you be in an interracial relationship when you go out now? You know, what my fear would be is someone would think it's their right to say something to either one of you because you're with someone of a different race. And that would be my concern. And also, too, you know, just addressing the the, the family background, but y'all, I'm a, I'm a post. I posted one of the pictures on the Fish and Grits page um, of the young lady and her husband. Um, actually, two of the guys that were big rioters in the White House that took over the Capitol, who were part of the what's the name of the boys? Proud, Proud boys. <laughs> Part of, matter of fact, one of them is the founder of the Proud Boys in Hawaii, okay? And they believe in their race, but they were married to black women and have children. My concern is, if you do not like a race of black people, how are you going to raise your children who obviously look black? Just like their mother.
3: I feel like for people like that, it's almost like the black women is like the trophy. They find that black woman that's gonna accept and tolerate that and allow that to be appropriate behavior mm-hmm. and it's almost like oh yes I, you know mm-hmm. it, I feel like it justifies you know their means of why they think the
1: way they do it. Mm-hmm. and being able to do that yeah because they they were all Trump supporters they um, one of the wives was at one of the Trump rallies and she's a full supporter of Trump but when I seen that image of her, with her husband in the Ku Klux Klan outfit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that just kind of threw me for a loop. I didn't right. understand, and I can't, in my mind, I cannot understand why any black woman would want to be with a man who obviously supports the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel
0: like even if, like, even if we go to say it was for attention or because she know with him she could probably get further up in the world, mm-hmm. I feel like at the end of the day she has some type of self-hate for herself and her mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Like, and going back to what you said about how her child will be raised, if she already, if and I don't know if it's true, but if right. she already doesn't love that her black part of herself, mm-hmm. she's not going to teach this child to love the black part of himself. Mm-hmm. Like, So kids like that, that's mixed. They're like, oh, no, I'm not black. I'm not black. Or they put on more of the white like side of mm-hmm. them until they get in that situation where someone's like, oh, you got a hint of black in you, you're black. Like,
1: and Mm -hmm. start treating you like that, and Mm -hmm. they're
3: not going to know how to react. Yeah. So there's a good documentary. What's the documentary? Me and you watch on Amazon. It's a mixed child, and she did not know that she was mixed. Her mother basically Mm -hmm. um, lied to her and the husband, and basically she was like, she got her skin from a family member down the line, like great great grandfather
1: or something like that. His right. Was darker. And then wasn't the there was an Italian background somewhere yeah, too. there was something. there was an Italian background in the the husband's family. Mm-hmm. But mother had an affair with a black man, and this is how the daughter was conceived mm-hmm. through the affair with the black man. But her husband was Italian, so when the daughter was born, she actually did look like. His mother or his grandmother was somebody in the family that the daughter looked like. But well,
3: you could tell she was clearly Well, black. we looked at her. And we was
1: like, oh, no, boo. Her daddy is black. Yeah. You know, we was looking at her like, how did they pass her on mm-hmm. as being anything else but, but having a black dad? Because
3: mm-hmm. she always saw herself as a pure white woman and until she went to college. And then, like, on one of the schools she went to, they, she went to hall. It was an all-black school, but... Or, yeah, I think it was an all-black
1: school, It's when she had to put in her application. Patient, so on the look. college application, mm-hmm. they asked her what her race was, and she put white. But when they seen her, they was like, no, you're black. <laughs> they, yeah. they The college... I forgot the college. It was it was like Morris, uh, Morehouse or Spelman. It was Morehouse or Spelman. One of them colleges she went to... She had checked that she was white, because she had been raised white all of her life. Mm-hmm. Not only was she raised white, she went to a school that was all white—pretty
3: much elementary to high middle. school. It might have been high school. But it she, wasn't until
1: high school that she started seeing black kids. Kids, yeah. Okay, and that's
3: and then that's when when she went to college. That's when she started to put two and two together. That something's not right. And I don't think
1: I'm actually white. Something Mm -hmm. happened where she got a DNA. Basically, the child got a DNA, and that's how she found out. And even her father didn't know. Mm -hmm. He didn't even know. He He was was highly... He was... Yeah, yeah. And he knew that his wife had an affair, Mm -hmm. but he never knew that the child was conceived from the affair. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it it, it was crazy to see Mm -hmm. how... I'm, one thing about mixed children is I don't care how fair the skin is, there is something on that child that indicates they have African American in their blood. I
3: feel like black mm-hmm. features are very predominant. Right. Are
1: right. You can always
3: tell when a child, personally me, when they are mixed with black. <laughs> right. <laughs> some type right. of characteristic, whether they're hair their some feature in their face, it's going to be something that gives them away. Right, and right. And so that's why, I, and that's why me and Cody have those conversations for like a, a good bit of time. Because I told him my biggest fear if I ever would have an interracial child is I have an interracial child that doesn't want to be basically doesn't want to acknowledge me in a sense. Right. So like I want him or her to be proud that they are black. <laughs> right. And that not be an issue.
1: Right. Right. And and it's crazy that we're having this still, you know, who would ever thought because I can remember like in the 1990s, like we were so just having a good time and having a wonderful time. I don't even recall like having race discussions really when I was in high school, We were just having fun and having a good time. Like the 1990s were a great, great years. I don't know about anybody else who's listening, but 1990s were awesome years. And race wasn't really a big discussion, not for me anyway. Yeah. It wasn't really until like the 2000s that race became something that I had to have a discussion about. And and it wasn't until Trump came in office that it became a frequent discussion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I'm having to have conversation with my son if he ever get pulled over by the police. Um mm-hmm proper ways to get pulled over or even him being concerned because DJ too you know dates girls of different nationalities it's a concern of what their family feels like you know because we already know the kids now they they're open to culture these kids are open to culture but their families may not feel the same and that's where my concern is and and one of the things that I always thought was black people as black as a black community We are always so open. And we're probably one of the only races that are so open to other people. We welcome other people all the time. And we're the most forgiving in most situations to other races. Because after everything that has happened, when you see black families of mixture of different cultures, they always welcome that person. You know what I'm saying? They always welcome a, a Korean, an Asian, a, a black, white. Um, you, you name the culture, we welcome Indian. You know, we don't have a hate towards other people. We welcome all people. We just want to live in peace and, and laugh and love. and You know, so it's concerning that in 2021, we're still having to have these conversations about race. And people dating outside of their race. Mm-hmm. And not being able to date and love whoever they want.
3: Mm-hmm. And I was about to say, because my first true race experience was the time in college. And that made me think, like, you know, my family is very diverse. And, you know, I know my family is going to base people off their character rather than They're what's coming. on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the other day, um, my, or my sister, she brought a friend over and he's tatted head to toe, and and he was white, and, you
1: know, I so love so, character. so So let's just put the picture, okay? Yeah. He's a Caucasian guy, white guy, and he's literally tattooed from head to toe. He had tattoos all over his head. Mm-hmm. He had tattoos on his face. He even had, a like, a ruby piercing on his face. Mm-hmm. He had tattoos on his feet. I mean, his legs, everything. He was covered he's a tattoo in worker. tattoos. <laughs> But when when he came in the door, nobody passed judgment. We looked. Yeah. Because we never seen a person who was literally covered in tattoos from head to toe. But we didn't pass judgment. And so when he came in, I looked at him. And he was so polite. He He reached his hand out to me and introduced himself to me. He didn't come in my house and not speak. He came in my house. He spoke, introduced himself, shook my hand. He wasn't
3: standoffish. He he wasn't standoffish at all, and he was okay with being his authentic self. And that's what I really really appreciate Mm -hmm. about him. It's like, because I feel like that's always to me the concern too. When it's like going into other people's house and the standoffishness. Mm -hmm. Like I, I you can can feel the um, uncomfort. um, Because you know, I'm a like me and Cody are different in the fact that I'm sociable. He's more definitely more of an introvert for for sure. sure. But um, I can pretty much be in any situation and be all right with people. As mm-hmm. long as, you know, they're not... Now that's me. me so that's <laughs> me,
1: too. I could go anywhere and fit in. As long as no one is making me feel yeah, uncomfortable. Right. I could go anywhere and have a good time. That's one thing about it. My so,
0: biggest thing is that, too, is like, I feel like some people are just scared to talk to us about different mm-hmm. things. But, like, we're, I feel like, As a culture, we like to learn a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So if somebody come in your house, Taddy, you're like, oh, let's ask some questions. Because the worst you can get is, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But you learn a lot about people's cultures by, like, asking them. Like, a lot of people that are different races, they'll ask them different girl questions and i'm like girl i don't mind you asking me i'm gonna go ahead keep right away. right Get and my... that's
1: what i mean about us being more open mm-hmm. to other people in other people cultures and i never understood what was such a threat you know why mm-hmm. are why are black people such a threat to other cultures when we're the most open culture there is but mm-hmm. at the same time other cultures will take our culture our trends our everything And use them and make money off of them, you know.
3: And get praised on stuff that people were doing, or black women particularly were doing forever.
1: Way before. (laughs) You know, things that we've been doing forever.
3: Like, braids and nails. Like, I see more white women now doing, like, the long nails. The lashes are definitely new. Wigs. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all so different because... That wasn't something that was normal. <laughs> like, right, for like, white women. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was definitely not a normal thing. And now it's like regularly, women mm-hmm.
1: are just like, white women are in the butts, too. They're mm-hmm. all, the black, they all and, about and you, the booties. They're all about the booties. But at the same time, black women for the longest got criticized about having big butts, full lips. Mm-hmm. you know, And these are the things now that... Mm-hmm. Like, All cultures more. and white mm-hmm. women are now going out and getting injections in their lips to get the full lips. Mm-hmm. They're going and getting the buying the booties and this and that, to that. Gain more
3: weight. trying to
1: gain weight where skinny is not even like
3: the European standard. Yeah, before,
1: before it was ugh, you got a big butt or ugh, it was not taboo. But now everything of black women now is trending. I'm going to say trending and just to put it in, you know, politically correct. But the things that they tried to make us feel ashamed of now is the hottest thing on the market, pretty much. And so we're going to go to some of the comments. Let's see. Hey, Samantha. Hey, Tanya. I hope you're feeling well, Tanya. Um, uh, Brianna Stevenson, hello, William uh, Miller, thank you all for tuning in, uh, Nita Hiller, thank you for tuning in, uh, Miracle Wright, thank you for turning, tuning in, and Natalie is saying, I just had the same conversation with my friend, her black son, that he only likes dating white girls, and my conversation with her was about allowing him to pick and choose, but him knowing not to ever down or talk his black race down because of it because of likes what he likes exactly and see that's my concern that's my concern with my kids i've always taught them they can date whoever they want to but when you start downing your own race or you only date outside outside of your race to me that's Seems like there's a problem. You have a pro- a personal problem with your own race when you won't even date within your own race or people that look like you. There's nothing wrong with dating outside of the race, but it's a problem when you won't date within your race either. You know what, what I'm saying? I had an issue
3: too, like with growing up with the stereotype of like black men dating outside of their race, their race compared to um, black women. It's like your mom have moms and sisters and cousins that are black, but you would bash black women all the time mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. praise another race. And I'm like, you have you have family that look just like you mm-hmm. and you're saying these horrible things about them. I don't mm-hmm. understand that. I,
1: I never understood that either. I never understood that either, how you can um not be proud of your race, but you were raised by a black woman. Mm-hmm. I never understood where that came from. Um, I would love to speak to someone who was raised by a black mother but feels so horrible about black women, you know, and get their outlook on what makes you think it's okay to down your race. Because one thing about races, I don't care what race it is, all races have bad people in their race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no mm-hmm. doubts about it. All races have bad apples in their race. So there's no such thing as one race is better than the other race. All races have bad apples. But to uplift another race when you are, say, for instance, you're black and you're uplifting the white race and you're downing the black race, I never understood that because you're black. At the end of the day, you can't change your skin color. You can't take that away. thing, too, is um,
3: that are opposite your race, mm-hmm. and you do it. I'm like, in the same situation, though, where they be defending you or, or your race, race yeah. something were to happen. You no, know, yeah. they're going to look at you and be like, you're black or you're mm-hmm. Asian or whatever, mm-hmm.
1: and be like, I mean, I'm white, so what it Right, <laughs> right. Hey, Cherise. She says, hey, mm-hmm. ladies. Hey, Cherise. <laughs> we miss you. Uh, let's see here. William, is it uh, Gravelin Jr.? What's up? Thank you for tuning in. Tony Jivers, thank you for tuning in. Uh, And Natalie, yes, the stereotype is always wrong. Um, It's always wrong. That's why I hate stereotypes. And I never follow stereotypes because they're never right. They're Mm -hmm. never right. Um, at the end of the day, your black skin is still attached to your body. Yes. Regardless of how much self-hatred you have for your race. Absolutely. And that's something that you can't change. So, um... You embrace it. You embrace it. You are who you are. We all are different. You know, I don't know any race where we all are alike. I, there, I come around some black people who are totally different, especially if you've been overseas. If you've been overseas, if you've been outside of the United States, you're going to see black culture that you have never seen before. And it's a beautiful thing. You're going to see other cultures that you have never seen before. When I see black people and they speak and they sound like they from Britain or they sound like they from England or they got that Jamaican vibe, you know what I'm saying? I love it. I love seeing different cultures. We are not the same. God didn't make us the same. Mm-hmm. And we're not supposed to be the same. That's the beauty of being who you are. And um, that's one thing with
0: like going out there and just exploring with other things. Because mm-hmm. like Even I, I recently went to Florida in mm-hmm. November for the first time. And y'all know there. <laughs> there's a lot of Latinos, yes, yes. like Cuban, all, right? Mm-hmm. And like a lot of black people they had accents, and I was like, Oh, this is amazing! Oh, <laughs> but like, I don't get that a lot in South Carolina, so mm-hmm. it's, it's the was, South, right? It's the South, so and like what a lot of people I know everyone has gone or heard that saying, Oh, you sound white. Oh, I was
3: just about to bring that up, You don't know what
0: part of the world's people, like grew up in. So you can't just say, oh, you sound white. Right. Why you got to sound white and not just proper? Because to me,
3: that's an offensive comment to tell someone Mm -hmm. because then you're just establishing that only white people can be educated or smart Mm -hmm. individuals for you to sound a certain way. Or if you sound proper, educated, oh... Why do you sound
1: so white? And black people do it the most. Our worst, yeah, Mm -hmm. our worst critics tend to be our Our own own race, (laughs) our own race, Mm -hmm. which is crazy Mm -hmm. because we, of all people, should be used to being around Mm -hmm. diversity Mm because we've always welcomed other cultures into our culture.
3: And that's what is crazy because I feel like we're open to other people, but we like really hurt ourselves the most. And I am mean, like, we always are so quick to bash other black people, but mm-hmm. don't want to do the same to other people. And not saying that we should just go around bashing people, but why mm-hmm. is it that you have to hit black people so harder? Or, or even when it's Be more... Like critical. Black, yeah, and even when it comes to, like... Because to me personally, I feel like the reason that um, black people will never get on, the, I guess, the same level as other races is because when we get knowledge... We like to keep it to ourselves. Other races, when they get knowledge, they keep they give that knowledge to their own culture to keep that wealth or, you know, um, just mm-hmm. to keep that money in that same um, race. We don't do that. We kind of are selfish.
1: Mm-hmm. Real <laughs> selfish to the point where it's almost like I always say um, trying to keep up with the Joneses. You don't want someone to outdo you, mm-hmm. so you keep that knowledge to yourself. And I think that's the most selfish thing because how do you expect your race, your your culture, your to ever be on equal playing field? You know, we keep talking about equality. We always talking about equality, but how are we gonna get there if we not trying to even we won't even let each other be equal with each other? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So how can we get to an equal playing field with everyone else when we're so critical? and so judgmental of each other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know something, a uh, 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 easy way to do something, or a way to make money, and, it's, and the one thing about it, you're in a place where money is everywhere. Money is out here to be made. Somebody's hustle is not going to stop your hustle.
3: And right. then they know different people, so it's not like they're right. ever going to fit your business.
1: Right. They're so why wouldn't that to you the want?
3: They know. There you go. So <laughs> right. why not share the knowledge?
1: And I agree with you in that aspect mm-hmm. that we are the most critical of our race. And somehow, some way, we got to figure out a way to be able to communicate with each other. Because there's no way the black race is going to be able to come together and be one race together and stand and be able to play on equal playing grounds with other races when we can't even get along with each other or we don't even want to Mm -hmm. see and uplift each other. We don't want to see one get ahead of another when we should be trying to take the rest with us. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I just, I don't understand it okay well, let's see who else we got what's up stacy what's up stacy stacy just had a birthday happy birthday boy. Happy birthday. <laughs> and uh let's see we got mary middleton what's up mary thank you for tuning in trenton williams lakeisha west what's going on lakeisha uh wanda cooper and uh natalie is saying i come from a very diverse family too With my mom being a a mixture of culture, she's Indian, black, white, Dominican, and having a white professor to stop his class in college and say, what are you because you don't look fully black, was baffling to me. I teach Mm -hmm. my kids to love everyone, but make people respect you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Respect is everything. It's Mm -hmm. everything. Um, I don't care what race you are. You know, respect is... The first thing, if they don't respect you, I don't care what race they are. They have no business being in your space, in your bubble. But that that that's that's absolutely crazy. She's Indian, black, white, Dominican. So so I do want to say this. Me and, of course, everybody who was tuning in, this is my daughter and this is her friend. So we were watching um, an Ancestry... What was that thing that came on TV where the celebrity... Oh, that was me and DJs. Never mind. <laughs> no, y'all... Wrong kid. Wrong kid. <laughs> well, me and DJ was watching on ETV where they were taking celebrities and doing their background history, okay? They were taking their DNA and telling them their history. And, and, and of course, you could do the same by doing those Ancestry.com uh, um, DNA kits and they will tell you your history and where you come from. So Gail, Oprah Winfrey's best friend was one of the um uh uh celebrities. Um what's the guy the producer of Get Out?
3: I know who you're talking about. I know the glasses about. I can't think of his I can't think name. of
1: his name. I didn't even know he had a white a Caucasian mother. Um but she didn't he, know he
2: was mixed
1: I didn't know he was mixed. So I didn't know he was mixed. Uh, I see? Google him, the one, the the, um, maker of Get Out. I can't think of his name. Anybody know his name? Whatever his name is, I can't think of his name. And then the other person was Issa Rae from Insecure. So these were three major celebrities. Yep, that's him. That's him. Jordan Peele. Is it Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele. So yeah, Jordan Peele, Issa Rae, and Gail. Um, were the three celebrities that they did the ancestral background on? Okay. Mm-hmm. So Gail, uh, and we're talking about Oprah Winfrey's best friend, Gail, found out that she is 32.2% European. Okay. She was 32.2% European. And they tracked her DNA, her history to Orangeburg, South Carolina. Oh,
0: wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't that amazing? They tracked her, and they even broke it down to her grandfather. Um, So her grandmother never wanted to talk about her biological father. So apparently there are some very fair-skinned people in the family. And there were two brothers in Orangeburg, South Carolina, biological brothers. They weren't sure because of the DNA, you know, which one fathered the family. But they were two white brothers from Orangeburg, South Carolina, and that's where Gail's roots came from. But they were European. Okay? So then with Jordan um, Peel, of course, his mother is already, you know, she's Caucasian, but they um, tracked his roots back to where his great great grandfather. Or one of the grandfathers in his generation of families was a spy for George Washington. I mean, just amazing how they went back and tracked and they showed them pictures and everything where they were learning that they're not, they may look like us. So that just goes to show you all of us are mixed in some kind of way, shape, form, whatever. If you do your ancestry.com DNA kit, I'm sure some of us come from some type of white or Caucasian or European, French, whatever you want to call it. Because Issa Rae found out she was majority on the French side. Mm -hmm. My mom just did one, and
0: she actually found out she has a good bit of Italian in her. See? And I'm like, oh, yep. you're a tie-on. <laughs> <laughs> she started showing out buying Italian
1: shoes. And <laughs> <I'm
0: out.
1: laughs> yes. And that's why I say, where at this day and age, race should be the last thing that we should still be fighting about. Mm-hmm. Because there is no, even with the proud boys, whatever they want to call themselves, they are not of a pure race. OK, mm-hmm. we are all so mixed up with different cultures, different backgrounds. But when they show Issa Rae, she was so shocked because they even showed like the French soldiers when they were fighting and, you know, so forth and so forth. And her grandfather, um, not the grandfather, but the great, great um, grandfather um, sur- survived the French war. And it's just amazing that when you go back and look at that, and they were showing pictures. They had, when I say, you know, receipts, they were showing receipts, as you all say, you know, receipts, (laughs) pictures, so they know that this is your great-great-grandmother or this is your cousin or whomever king may be. So when we all keep talking about we're black, we're white, we're this, we're that, no, baby, until you know exactly where you come from, you can't really say that, you know, everybody's just looking at the outside, but mm-hmm. your DNA tells it all.
3: Uh, yeah. And that's what kills me uh, like when we talk about that. It's like the only thing that comes to mind as far as these white people that are so hateful to black people or just other races in general it's because they know that they are becoming that minority group. Absolutely. And they don't like that. Absolutely. So that means you're taking away their white privilege when everybody starts to look alike. That's the only conclusion that personally I could come with that they are so hateful. And then when you talk about taking your country back, this was never your country. In the first place, so, so you can't <laughs>
1: right.
3: take something back that you take me never owned, right? And you
1: know, took- Native Americans should be the ones being like, I'm gonna take my country back, right? <laughs> right, right, um, and, and that's true. I agree with you 100%. It's a fear,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a fear of what happens if the whole world is on equal. I'm not gonna say whole world, I'm gonna mm-hmm. say United States. United States is on equal playing fields where. Mm-hmm. If you got a degree, I got a degree, but you're white and I'm black, you don't get the job before me just because you're white. That is the white privilege we're talking about. Or them storming the Capitol, we all already know, had that been any other race, they would have never got through the first, they would have never got through that barrier, first of all. And the National Guards would have been there waiting. So we're not even going to get into that, but we know there's a difference. But mm-hmm. the fear, it's a fear. It's mm-hmm. a fear of giving up that white privilege, not being able to
3: this, basically to
1: me, come first.
3: Mm-hmm. Then I feel like it's like you, it's the easiest of, like route for you to blame somebody for why your life isn't well. Right. So this black guy got the job over me. Why? They're,
2: t- they're good, taking it's not our job.
3: Yeah. Because they have more credentials than you. Right. It's, it's that straightforward? Right. People. The majority of companies are going to hire you based off what qualification that you have for their job, right. not because of what race you are. Right. So you can't just be getting mad at other people because of your downfall. If you get knocked down, you don't get
1: <laughs> Hey, and we're used to fighting and getting back up. And I think that's a major difference, too, in the culture is as, a, as black people, we are used to fighting and getting back up and working harder to get better, okay? Um, so, at some point in time, they're going to have to get over it because you're right. White people are going to become the minority, if not already the minority, okay? Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. There's too many mixtures of the culture. You're not going to be able to stop.
3: Everybody's going to take
1: Yeah, you know, eventually everybody is going to have, as the Bible say, of sandy skin, sandy skin tone. It's going to happen. You're not going to be able to stop it. So at this point, I think that everybody needs to learn how to communicate. You know, get off your damn phone sometimes. Stop texting sometimes. Stop being on social media sometimes and actually have a conversation with someone. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the worst thing to be around someone who don't know how to have a conversation with you because they've never had a conversation with a black person before. Mm -hmm. So they don't even know how to interact with you.
3: And that's why I do like having... Like, I kind of wish I could actually meet a racist person and have a one-on-one conversation with them to see what is the actual root of your anger.
1: Mm -hmm. Right, right.
3: Because to me, it just seems like jealousy and... You just wanted to blame somebody for your downfall, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see nothing, nothing else of why you're so hateful. So that's why I would love to have an actual conversation with somebody, a true racist, and really have a one-on-one conversation and talk like people and see what the issue is. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And and I think that all people, and, and and that's one of the things I always taught my kids, too. You don't have to like what people say. You don't have to like people's opinions as long as like Natalie was saying, they respect you at the end of the day. As long as they talk to you like they got some damn sense, I don't care what your views and point of views are. You can have all the point of views you want to have, but when you talk to me, you better talk to me with some respect. And it does not take much for people to just have common courtesy and respect for each Mm -hmm. other. So I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it and I will never understand it because I've never been a part of that life where I hated people because of their skin color. Skin color don't do nothing for me but character. Now you have your preferences. Everybody has their preferences. Like you said, like your your ex like black girls. He just liked black girls. He grew up around black people, he liked black girls. That's his preference. He's entitled to his preference. You know? But, you know, I just think that it shouldn't be an issue of his preference to say he doesn't like white people because he has a preference. You know what I'm saying? So I I think that some way, somehow we need to be able to have conversations like this with people and people who don't like us because of our skin color without the anger. Without the anger, because that's the only way we're going to come to some type of common ground and respect, is if I could sit across the table and have a conversation with Mm -hmm. someone who is openly racist, who just don't like me because of my skin color, and figure out what's the damn problem.
0: Right. I feel like there's always a reason why someone acts the way they do Right. Until you're
1: actually
0: in their mind to know what were the triggers, what happened, you won't be able to actually know, because at the end of the day, it could be... Every black person they encounter, if something went wrong, Mm -hmm. but and they never opened their mind to learn the other, like any of the other ones, they just automatically was
1: like, "Mm -mm, they're not good for my soul. Like, Mm -hmm. no, that's not the case. And it could be a taught behavior too. I think most people, most people who are racist are, it's a taught behavior. It's definitely a top behavior because if you look at children, the most innocent people in the world, when you look at children, they just want to play. They don't give a damn if you Indian, if you Korean, if you black, if you white, if you orange, if you purple, you want to play. That's all they want to care. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go play and have a good time. And that's the concept, and they're honest too. They are very open. Kids say what the hell is on their mind. And at the end of the day, they're not criticized for what they feel and what they think. And I think that's too part with adults. We need to take that concept because as long as you're being respectful, I don't have a problem. If you say you don't like whatever, okay, you could go on not liking. But when you are in the presence of whatever you don't like, you still have to be respectful. You see what I'm saying? So, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. But what triggered this conversation, guys, I posted one of the pictures. I'm going to post the second one. Was the um, two of the writers who they openly, the, the one that um had the beard, the one that had the long beard and the long hair, who was saying, by any means necessary, and that they should die. You remember that guy? He is married to a black woman, and they have black children. And then, oh, um, what was the other guy? Nick, Nick, Nick Oatsh. Or something like that? Nick something. is Nick something. He's in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And he has a black wife, and they have a mixed child. So I didn't understand how you could be an open racist, but you married to black women. And for a black woman to be able to take a picture, a picture with your husband in a Ku Klux Klan outfit in your house, in your house. you got it openly. And, I, and, I, and you know, I would love to be able to meet this woman and her family. See how her family feels about her dating an openly racist man. You know, I'm sure there are a lot of issues there. But first of all, there's a lot of self hate within that woman Mm -hmm. that you're okay with dating an openly racist man as long as I guess he's not racist to her. I
2: don't
3: don't even know how they they even
1: met, how that even happened. She said she liked to go partying. They went to divorce court. Yeah. yeah. They were on divorce court. (laughs) Yeah. If you go, actually, his name is, is Nick, and the last name is spelled O C H E. O'Shea or something like that. If you go on YouTube and Google and search for Nick O'Shea, he's actually a Republican in Hawaii. And he started the chain of um uh the good old boys in Hawaii and he's married to a black woman. And so I just found that hilarious that they don't like black people, but they got black wives. And so, and, I'm, and we've always gotten black women's point of view when it came to um, black men dating white women, or white women's point of view when it came to, you know, them dating black men, but we never actually had conversations with black women who date white men. So that's why we wanted to bring you all on, get your perspective, how has things been, how has your experiences been with the families? Um, because that would be a big concern for me. Uh, and how do you all handle the pressures when you go out with your your white significant other, and how the world, how you know how the world, like you said, you get stares and things like that. Do you stare back? Do you ignore it? How you know how do you all handle those pressures?
3: Usually, like, cause I, I like if some like yeah, if I'm like this with anybody. If anyone stares at me i can feel it i would just wave at them like i'm that type of person like i know you're watching me Is there something i can help you with right right like just be nice (laughs) and it makes them feel stupid
0: for staring yeah 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 i just i just do my own thing honestly like one time like we used to always go to hilton head for our vacation for my birthday Mm -hmm. and walking down the beach there's like swings on the side like and I remember one time we was walking, these older white people, they were just staring at us angrily. And I'm like, whoo, why are you so angry? <laughs> but it was just like, why? Like, we're not doing anything to you, like none of that. But honestly, like I may be with one of my other black friends and we'll go inside a store and there's nothing but white people in there. And I don't even, I don't realize it anymore. Because no. I'm, like even if I'm the only black person, I'm like, Hey. How, how y'all doing? doing? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but like right. it's normal to me, honestly. Now we don't get nearly as many stares as mm-hmm. we used to. Mm-hmm. Now I will say if there's another interracial couple in the store or something, <laughs> there has been different times where we've given each other the look, like <laughs> 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 But I don't get any really any more of the like interracial like you mm-hmm. know
1: older people. At us weirdly, so. so it mainly comes from old white people that oh, y'all yeah. get the sure okay. why I f- was
3: in Missouri, too. And to me, oh. that was another experience that I obviously realized I was different. And when my family used to live in Missouri, me and my sister went to Walmart. And I swear to you, there were no black people in that store. And me and Chelsea were like, oh, we got them because they just looking at us like we are yeah,
1: wrong so we're, area. and we w- we went to cuz my 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 oldest brother lived in Springfield, Missouri. So, mm-hmm. we would go there to visit. I didn't like going to visit Missouri because in the and in, I don't know if it's all of Missouri <laughs> or particular parts of I know in Springfield, Missouri, and the crazy thing about it was Mixed kids. they got all mixed kids there and I'm like well where the hell I'm serious if, if you ever go to Springfield Missouri a lot of those children are what they call mulatto children cause they're mixed you know they got white moms and black dads but if you go out in public you be like well where the hell are black people at where are these white women going to meet these black men to make these make black babies <laughs> because when you go out in Springfield Missouri there are no black people and I've been there a couple times where I've went to a Target or a Walmart, a gas station, just a mall, period. And there are no black people. So and and depending on where you at, they'll stare at you. They'll stare at you and it could be because they not seen they not used to seeing black people there. So like where you come from. And and and, and it is an uncomfortable feeling when you know people are staring at you. And they make it known that you are mm-hmm. the only black person there. <laughs> they,
3: that shouldn't be your first reaction if you see somebody
1: different. Right. And then
3: that's where it gets to the issue with these Karens calling right. the police on people because they notice someone different in whatever area they're at, mm-hmm. and they automatically think suspicious. Suspicious right. activity happening. Right. Because someone in your neighborhood or someone in your
0: area doesn't look like you. Right. Like hot. I have a friend. He's a guy. He said he was just in. It was like a basketball court, but mm-hmm. he was just out at his car, and this was like last month, the end of the last month. Mm-hmm. He said the little kid, the white kid that was playing basketball, just walked up to his car and was like, "Are you smoking weed?" <gasps> and oh! he was like, "Are you serious? Like I'm not doing anything. Like what made them get the assumption that that was happening?" Mm-hmm. A little later. Their father, who is the older white guy, he come walking up and started looking back at his at my friend car, and I'm like,
1: "What?" So he obviously, the kid obviously heard other adult and white that's people.
3: How you can tell, like, that's how why I say a taught are. behavior. Mm-hmm. It's
1: a taught behavior oh, yeah. because most children do not see color. It is taught to them. Mm-hmm. It is taught to them. I don't care what nobody say. Kids are just as innocent as can be. The behaviors come as they get older and it is taught to them. Or it could be a bad experience that they had. But most of the time, nine times out of ten, it's taught behavior. What makes him think he's sitting in his car smoking weed? And it's yeah. a kid. Like, what exactly. you, I would be like, kid, what you even know about weed? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What is weed? You should, he should have asked him, what is weed?
0: He did say something on the mind of that. Like, I forgot how he worded it. Right. He, he said something like that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what is that? Like, right. something. And they were just looking at him, and they <laughs> finally walked away. Like. Wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Say, the only stereotypes
3: I had ever, like, in high school is, like, like a white person. You act like a white person. And it, it's funny because every time I hear someone say that, I always think of what my friend Joy says. She's like, you can't act the color. There's no way to act the color. <laughs> so how am I acting black? <laughs> <laughs> or
2: you're,
3: you're pretty for Joyce. a black girl. That to me is an insult. That's not a compliment. That's an insult. Right, yeah. Because you're saying, for my race, I am an exception.
1: Right. Yeah, right. That's the worst. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can say to yeah. anyone is that you're pretty for whatever their race is. You're pretty Mm -hmm. for a black girl. You're pretty for an Indian girl. You're Mm -hmm. pretty for a Dominican girl. What? Yeah. Is your race the only race that got pretty girls? Right. (laughs) Like, that's pretty much how I would take that. I never,
3: I never, am I, or heard of anyone saying, addressing that to a white woman. Right. I've only heard that statement with minority women. So, to me, I'm like, so you're trying to say that white women are the only beautiful women out
1: there. Right.
3: And I'm not trying to bash white women obviously, but I'm just saying there's beautiful people in,
1: in every women, culture. In right. Every
3: culture. Right. <laughs> it's not right. just one race that's more beautiful
1: than the other. Right. Right. I feel Absolutely.
3: Like everyone's beautiful. Even yeah. though you're not
0: beautiful, it, even if you're not beautiful on the outside, you're probably beautiful on the inside. There's right. a certain thing about you that's beautiful. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the problem nowadays is people bash themselves because they don't mm-hmm. look that picture perfect. Mm-hmm. How people think they're supposed to look. No. Mm-hmm. And that's
3: what and that's another thing I hate with Instagram because I know I had to get in the habit of like not being so concerned with how the models look and use the filters and mm-hmm. the photoshops anyway, right, right. on their pictures. You just have to it's basically you just got to learn to love yourself. And exactly. I can understand that's for younger kids though mm-hmm. when their role models are like that, I can see why it's harder for them to get in that mindset. And it's going to take them more age and experience to figure out that they love themselves. I'm right. exactly. thankful so I've never had that. Weight gain and
1: weight loss, I've never been like, dang, I'm ugly. Like, right? never And for the people, how old are you?
3: I'm 25. And how old are you?
2: I'm
1: 26. <laughs> okay. <older> <laughs> <too>. <laughs> so, yes, and, and I and I definitely see a difference in y'all generation. There's mm. definitely a a difference in y'all generation because you all are more accepting to people period mm-hmm. no matter what your your gender is your sex um, standard is or you know whatever you call yourself if you're transgender there's gender. so
3: many different like right. sexual
1: preferences all the different <laughs> sexual preferences all the different cultures all the different races y'all are the most accepting of all generations that I've seen is y'all generation below Right. You know, and I, I
3: guess for me, because I personally don't care what people do as long as it doesn't really affect me, right? And as long as they're happy, right? Like I know a recent thing that I start seeing more of is non is it, non-binary men where they dress up in women's outfits. Or okay, things. wait, 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 what? Where men are dressing up as women.
1: And but what's the terminology? Cause i I'm always sure that's I, the word. I always <laughs> learn a new terminology from them. I'm pretty because sure that's, that's right. the word. That's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's non-binary. But
3: okay. there's men that they dress up. And they can be straight. Some of them are straight. So they're straight
1: men. But some they of them like wearing straight, and some women. Of them can be gay. But okay.
3: some men, they wear more feminine attire. And then they dress up more manly some days. So, I mean, to me it doesn't bother me. I mean, I get, I, I, really don't see it as an issue because is it doesn't affect me personally. Right. And that's how when we've been. And I'm like, if it's not affecting you personally, I really don't care what you
1: do. Right. Right. And and, and yeah. that's <laughs> the way it should. That's the way it should be. Yeah. If right. it's not affecting you, mm-hmm. let them people live and live their life. Let them be great, as they say, or live mm-hmm. their best life. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not. At the end of the day, you don't have to go home with that person. Yeah. That person don't pay your bills. So why not let people just be who they are? You know what I'm saying? So let if are going to be negative,
3: just don't
0: approach them, Avoid it. Right. Why? And Don't honestly,
1: enter their circle.
0: Right. Honestly, the the way the world is going, like, and I'm just so proud of our generation. Even even the older generation that's accepting of mm-hmm. it. Because it's usually, if it's not like the standard code, you're bashed for it. Right. And that just brings depression on people because the people they love aren't even accepting them. So, like now, it's like a lot of people are going out there and they realize they have a mind of their own. They don't mm-hmm. just have to listen to their parent or their that mm-hmm. grandparent. That's why, like we were talking about earlier, I see this world in the future having a tint to their skin because right. they're not going to listen to their grandparents saying, Oh,
1: don't think this person or that person. Most people don't like, listen to their family anymore. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And another thing is, I that's what I'm saying is I think with kids, what started with kids not really. Really caring what their parents say is when that first kid in what about 2000, 2012 was it? That first kid, and it was a white kid that divorced their parent.
2: What?
3: Yeah, I What's never heard for it. Um, it's a term. It's a legal term. What is it? I don't. Called? I
1: don't know the legal term. But if you Google it and search the oh. first kid that divorced his parents. And ever since then, things just kind of, it was like a trickle effect. Kids just started (laughs) just living their own lives and living Mm -hmm. their best life. And I think that legally, if you can prove as a child that you can take care of yourself, yourself, you can divorce your parents.
0: I believe that. You know, I actually just went on Emancipation.
1: Emancipation. Uh, There you go. Emancipation. And it
0: says you have to be at least 14 years old.
1: 14 you don't years want to old. live
3: with your parents, and your parents don't mind if you move out. You can handle your own money, and you have a legal way to make money. Oh, wow.
1: So you have a legal nice. way to make money. have mm-hmm. to be at least 14. Mm-hmm. You can manage your own money, and you have to prove that you're able to take care of yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can get emancipated at 14.
3: Which, I feel like it I feel like more so, especially these celebrities too that Ooh, yeah. TikTokers and all that that mm-hmm. are getting money also online they want to hurry up and be like oh deuces I'm <laughs> right, making my own money right. I don't really need to be here right. I'm sure a lot of them are like oh well
1: yeah cause you got some kids as young as 8 and 9 years old who making big money on social media, yes. social, media. social media is a platform that is allowing young kids to be mm-hmm. millionaires okay so, mm-hmm. emancipation mm-hmm. is becoming a big thing because kids are divorcing their parents and going about their business. They're making millions. They're able to take mm-hmm. care of themselves. You know, that, I, I think that's part of, two why everybody want to be Instagram models and this mm-hmm. and that and that. But it doesn't even have to be an Instagram model. You could have pretty feet and sell your feet <laughs> on social mm-hmm. media. There's a YouTuber
3: that I, I looked at. her what, She had a video of literally, it was just about seven feet, and she literally made, like bands of money, just selling her bands. Thing. Okay, and she's like, and in her video, she tells you like step by step how to get
0: in that situation. And at the end of the day, honestly, these people don't care how you what you think about them. <laughs> though. because everybody got judgment. But at the end of the day, they're, they're like paying their own bills, bills. Right. with that money. So right, right. <laughs> and, and the only fans, these things. Yeah, yeah. Now,
1: and yeah. the only fans. <laughs> <you> no. <know. laughs> The only fans sometimes they be doing a little bit much. But at the end of the day, I still can't judge because, like you said, they're paying their own bills. They're living their own life. I don't have to be their only fan. I don't have to join their fan page. So if people get to the thought process, first of all, let's remove race altogether. If we remove race and just let people live their lives and be who the hell they are, we wouldn't have half the problems that we have now. You wouldn't have Karens. You wouldn't have people who button in your business. If you are not hurting someone, there is no reason for people to pass judgment on you. Let people live their lives. That's the whole
3: point of America. It's supposed to be a democracy.
1: That's so why people, people want to come to, to America,
0: right? Not no more. They look at us like we're crazy. They <laughs> like, we don't want to come over. <laughs> I, I know now.
1: Trump done changed <laughs> right. up things. Yeah, Trump done made. Actually, Trump has made it dangerous to be an American. Actually, you know, because um, other countries, you. I mean, where do you think terrorists came from? So if if you're sure you're fighting within your own country, is that me? It's always me. I mean, it's always me. Yeah. Yep, it's me. Um, if you're if you're dividing your own country, mm-hmm. how are you going to protect the country if y'all are fighting amongst each other? Right. Mm-hmm. You're opening the door. You're opening the door at that point for terrorists to come right on in. You mm-hmm. just show the world. And this is what frustrates me the most about what happened on the 6th. This is what frustrates me the most is not only one that they were able to do it because they were white. Mm-hmm. But two, you just show other countries that we were vulnerable, mm-hmm. that it was okay to come and attack us. It's your own people doing it. Yeah, you I mean, you leave, you're opening up a gateway for other shit we not prepared for, we not ready for.
3: Mm-hmm. Or, even just or we don't even want to deal with like Oh, see, this is why we're a communist community or such and such because democracy clearly don't work.
1: Right, <laughs> right, right, and, and and you all clearly just proved too. Fucking walls don't work either because y'all right bitches on. was climbing their walls. <laughs> okay. that out of yeah. How the hell they climbing
2: the brick wall?
1: <laughs> so Trump. Your wall shit don't prove nothing. They can climb that bitch, okay? Well, I'm going to say, I'm to say, the next
3: part said they can fly.
1: <laughs> they got ladders. They got underground underground tunnels. The that wall is never going to do anything. No, it's not.
3: If people really want to come over here, they're going to find a way.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely.
3: So that was—that's the way. It's no
1: different. Like a teenager, it's just like a teenager. If a teenager want to sneak and go and do whatever, best believe, baby, they're gonna lie, Mm -hmm. cheat, whatever they need to do with their parents Mm -hmm. to go and sneak and do whatever it is they want to do. So it is not going. It's not going to happen. So. We, um, we're um actually going to cut it short a little bit. Our shows are normally about an hour and 45 minutes to two hours. But I do want you ladies to end because Kiana currently is in a relationship with a white man. Um, they've been dating for four years now. So I want you to share something positive on how you think the world should be when it comes to race
3: I feel like the biggest thing is just communication um, I, I don't know they, I, like I don't know how they would do it but I I guess some type of like open forum for everybody to be a part of and how to regulate it but I think the, the main thing is just getting to the root of what's the issue what truly is the issue because I don't feel like it's you're black that's why I hate you that's mm-hmm. it because you were just taught that, but you don't Mm -hmm. have a a reason of why you hate me. (laughs) Right. Um, And because I guess for me, it's like, I feel comfortable discussing this with Kobe. And it's like race and just politics in general is something that we regularly discuss when we do um, talk with one another just because he likes to talk and... (laughs) (laughs) But you you also,
1: it sounds like to me too, you all communicate well. Yeah. In the sense of y'all talk, like you said, y'all talk about race, y'all talk about politics. And he actually,
3: realistically, he, and I'm still worrying, but he is the one that kind of pushed me to communicate Mm -hmm. because communication has never been my strong suit. Mm -hmm. And that's just how I've always been. I've always been Yeah, to she used to be mean. <laughs> that thing used to be
1: mean, honey. We used to come in the room and be like, damn, you here. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that thing used to be mean. <laughs> let me tell you. I didn't
3: like nobody. Yeah, because I was literally come been, workout, When she was a teenager, she went her. through that
1: mean girl stage, and I was like, oh, God, Lord, oh, just don't God. have me choke this hell for the day. <laughs> yeah, she went through a real mean girl act. And it's so funny because she's so loving and fun and bubbly and stuff. But during her teenage years, there was like a, a like a year or two in her teenage years, we was like, Oh my god, Jesus. <laughs> like when you walk in the room, you could feel the the mean girl. Like I didn't even
3: tell her, like I felt so bad because at the time it was mainly um, you were dating Brian at the time. I'm like,
1: God, I was just mean and just only wanting gum from him. Oh like, it's so funny because it's so funny me and Brian laugh about that now because we were be like, damn, Kitty was so damn mean back like, then. Like, what the hell? And now I'm like, oh,
0: I miss him
3: so much. So yeah, like, yeah, too funny. So he's definitely teaching me that I need Because he gets frustrated if he can tell that I'm upset and I just
1: be like, talk about basically
3: it. freak mm. you, I'm not talking to you. Nothing's and, wrong. Yeah, and, and he knows it and it it pisses him off. Because he clearly can see. Because he's really good at reading me. Mm-hmm. He definitely can read me, like, and it's kind of frustrating
2: sometimes. Because mm-hmm.
3: like, I always need to pride myself. Like, oh, no one knows. No. Like, not think <laughs> But he he definitely can read me. So, like, um, and if I don't want to talk, he'll be like, okay, I'm going to my room. And then I would start to be like, I guess I could go in there and talk <laughs> to him and then we'll talk out and he'd be like, Well was, was that so hard? Like, right. we have just,
1: like said something In weird. the beginning. Because
3: he's like, I wanna know if you're upset or why you're upset Um, and so that we can talk about it and move forward and not just have it lingering.
1: Right. <laughs> so, and that's the worst thing is having Yeah. Like a it's like having a dead rodent in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so uncomfortable and it's and it smells and it, takes you out of your comfort zone. And usually
3: I'm the one that gives in because it's usually me that being in a funk. And, <laughs> and he'll, like, if I don't want to talk to him, he'll be like, okay. And he'll just keep walking. Because I'll stay in the living room and he'll go in his man cave and he'll just, like, keep walking back and forth and he'll close the door and i just hear YouTube. And I'm just like... Like, I want to be mad, like, why didn't you come in here to check on me? <laughs> but I'm like, he did. That's like I, a woman so thing. Like, that's yeah. Just. <laughs> and so I, I go in there and put my big girl pins on and communicate you with know? him. But, yeah. Me and him have, have a, good, a great line of communication. I can definitely say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: cool. So what would you say to people about race?
3: I don't know. Because to me it's hard to me for me personally to understand reasoning behind it mm-hmm. because I wasn't raised that way.
2: Right. So
3: to me, it's a weird when because I feel like it really didn't become something I really truly acknowledged in society until Black Lives Matter was becoming
1: A oh, big thing.
3: And then I would start yeah. thinking about, you know, DJ if he goes out, especially when he got his license, um, that was always something that would concern me is he's out and then I know DJ has a very diverse group of friends so, and I would think he someone
2: will
3: see him with one of the little white girls and just feel some type of way that he's out with this little white girl. Mm -hmm. And so to me, race has never been a thing until politics got involved or it started being... Broadcasted on TV, that's what it really was
1: like. Or well, the police something. brutality. Challenges. The police the brutality. brutality. Actually, police brutality was something that brought it out to the forefront too. Yeah. Police brutality between but police brutality and Trump shit. We, we the floodgates open. Yeah, it's just like it is. Especially to me personally, especially when Trump got in office,
3: yeah. I feel like true racists felt like they can
1: come, come out, out the and closet, say what
3: they wanted to say. Yeah, with no come closet. out the
1: closet. Yeah.
3: And even with the what happened Wednesday, there are people that you know they're starting to obviously arrest people, mm-hmm. and people want to like back up and be like, whoa, 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 no, I didn't do nothing wrong, and try to backtrack.
1: But what they you're did. On camera
3: and saying stuff <laughs> that and and I feel like what kills me about that is like you're a terrorist. That was a terrorist act,
2: so you should be treated as.
1: Please something. call <laughs> it what it is. Please call it what it is. You know, they are terrorists. And they thugs. are terrorists and thugs. When mm-hmm. you commit such hate, you were breaking windows. If you go to anybody's house and bust the window and come in, you broke in their house. You broke in their house. And it's the same concept with the Capitol. You all are terrorists on your own country, on your own soil. And they all should be arrested and mm-hmm. they all should be prosecuted. No difference.
3: I said The only thing I can say is that I guess they're just going to figure out a way to communicate. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know how to fix it. Because I just can't understand from their viewpoint.
1: Mm-hmm. And it would be kind of pointless for you guys to get with people your age mm-hmm. and have forums. Because y'all pretty much don't care about race. Mm-hmm. But I think what we what could be not, um, good is for older generations to step up to the plate and have meetings and have things with kids, you know, younger and older generations together and learn how to communicate and learn how to talk. Different races, you know, we got to find some kind of median here. We're, we're tired of the same old, same old, same old, and the angry-ass people because of race. Race has nothing to do with anything at this point
3: i feel like that's leading to something and it's funny because the movie american skin which i want to see yes is you should watch the trailer if you have it but i'm realistically seeing that being something that will eventually happen if people are not getting justice for what is clearly something that they deserve justice for right people are going to start taking things in their own hands whether it's on the other side or especially if it's on the white supremacist side it's going to be last because Realistically, I feel like what I've learned is black people are the only race realistically that cannot get angry. Or you'll be stereotyped as that.
1: Stereoty-
3: angry black woman or angry black person or straight up or other racism is you know, oh, that's a typical nigga thing. Right. Like, realistically, right. oh, I expect nothing more from you because right. that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why we are so um, bashed to be upset. Then right. you keep slapping like slapping our face multiple times over and over. And right. showing us that we gotta we're get not
1: slapped. We gotta get slapped, but we're not allowed to get angry. angry yeah. 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 That makes Which, no sense. It don't make sense. But everybody else can go out here and get upset because you ain't make their damn latte right. You know what I'm saying? That's Show what out that
3: capital situation definitely shows. Yeah. You're allowed to get mad and angry and bust stuff up
1: and tear up shit, <laughs> tear <up> government property, <laughs> still government property, okay, still laptops with, I'm sure, with information in there that nobody should have access to unless you're in that position, you know, so committing federal crimes and able to get away with it. And I feel
3: like it's the older people that it's really the issue, and they're obviously teaching their children and so you just gotta. I feel like the. I feel like realistically, it has to be the people, the older generation that
1: needs to take a bow down. Yeah. Yeah. Cause y'all are about to be extinct anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> <laughs> extinct. Oh, we oh. Uh, wow. <laughs> 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 well, and and I do agree in that instinct. Far as like, I think a lot of the uh, senators, mayors, governors, mm-hmm. place like that. It needs to be diverse. Yeah. It needs to represent all cultures in some way. Like a lot of, all of those seats shouldn't be just older white people. They need mm-hmm. to be diverse seats. Okay. We all
3: need to vote. It, it, absolutely. <laughs> you gotta
1: vote. I mean, and I can see in, and in, in our vision and I picture us doing exactly what the hell Georgia did. Okay. If Georgia could turn into a blue state, damn sure South Carolina could turn into a blue state. Okay, okay. So that just goes to show you, your vote do count. Black people votes always counted. We just didn't take advantage of it, and people worked too hard for us to be able to vote for us not to damn it vote. People lost their lives. It is not
3: just the presidential vote that people need
1: that to local serve baby is mm-hmm. the
3: local. Those are the ones that make the rules
1: and regulations for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so Bianca, what are your thoughts about race, and your views on race, and how people should approach race?
0: Honestly, I feel as if people should like communication. Like she said, mm-hmm. is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, being open to to learning, so. mm-hmm. because that's a big thing with race. Is that people are just going off. Heard or taught, or things they see, which you see this lady walking in, you're not asking her about her life, or you're not asking, like, and it could be something completely different from what you got and what you grew up on. Mm -hmm. So, the biggest thing is to just have an open mind, be willing to learn, and understand where people come from. Like, even if we don't like their opinion, or we don't like their train, like how they were raised, like, just understand where they're coming from so that you both can or help each other out to be a better person because at the end of the day we have this one life and a lot of things can be solved if you just talk it out and if you just let someone know oh well, this is what I thought about it but now that you're telling me this I have a different aspect on it. right
1: like, mm-hmm. it's a lot
2: of
0: mm-hmm.
2: a people
1: being taught the wrong shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Being raised and taught the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, do y'all think that older people are just setting their ways and there's no change in them? That it's just that... I don't, not like it's, no, no. I don't
3: think that's a good excuse to me.
1: I'm not saying an excuse. I'm yeah. just saying, you think that, Do you think they're just not willing to change because they're setting their ways? They've been living that way all their life, so they don't know nothing Some different. of
0: them, I do feel like, are like that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I just feel like they don't care. They just... Because they want to think like that, they're not going to even give it an opportunity to try right. to learn more and extend their mind and learn. Mm-hmm. Like, Whereas there's others that they're like, okay, well, this is a like a lesson learned. I was taught like this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't right. So let me actually learn, learn further. Yeah. Where, But it's always those ones that the, stuck in their ways. And not so gonna have, like, to me, I'm like, if
3: obviously the world changed from that point of view that you grew up in, it was something wrong with it. Right, acknowledge that that's not your way of living anymore, and accept that we're going to be a melting pot regardless. That's not going (laughs) to change.
1: Right, it's not going to change. We're not going nowhere. Mm -hmm. We're not going nowhere. So we need to learn how to live together. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always big on peace and harmony. Ain't nothing like peace. Ain't nothing Mm -hmm. like harmony and being Mm -hmm. able to laugh and enjoy life um, without destruction over race. Mm -hmm. That should be the last thing we should be worried about.
3: That seems like the most irrelevant
1: thing to me. And to me, me also, when it comes to older generation, I definitely get where you are because you do have to have an open mind and be willing to listen to these kids. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be able to um, stomach some of the things that they're going to say because a lot of these kids they are very open and honest Mm -hmm. and very opinionated. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you got to be able to be open to listening, you don't have to agree. But be at least just open to listening. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem. Nobody wants to listen. They just want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. Oh, I have, have rights. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: They want someone to basically validate why they feel the way they do. So they're only going to talk to people that basically be like, yeah, yeah, that's
2: right. Yes, in your you're circle. right. Yeah. Be...
3: That's why you're like supposed them. to get outside of your circle, too.
1: Right. Like, it's good to Outside talk to the box.
3: Outside of your, just mm-hmm. your normal circle. Right?
1: Absolutely outside of your box get outside of your box sometimes you know just like your job would probably tell you think outside of the box you gotta start doing that because like you said we're going to be one big melting pot eventually you know nobody you know nobody's going to be the same nobody is the same but i tell you what will be definitely the same is these skin colors baby is going to be tan all over the place okay (laughs) so just get over it get over yourself and treat people how you want to be treated. You mm-hmm. gotta make sure that um, push the button, the power button. No. <gasps> yeah. Treat people how you want to be treated. Um, so definitely is it on? Is a red light on there? Oh yeah. We definitely want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. You know, thank you for having us. Of course, we're doing tonight instead of Wednesday. But this is the first time we're doing it. We're doing it just so these young ladies could come on because they are working on Wednesdays. And again, I wanted to bring young ladies on who are dating white men so we can get a different aspect from a black woman of interracial relationships. And also, I'm going to post the other picture, too. Um, of the young man that's married to the um, the, the um, Nick that was arrested in the White House who is married to a black woman in his Ku Klux Klan outfit carrying his black wife. Um, so I'm going to post that picture actually soon as the show ends I'll post that picture um, but I did post their other pictures and videos um, of the um, other guy that is also a racist who was married to a black woman. Um, so, yeah, we got to start loving each other, loving ourselves, and it's just not acceptable behavior anymore. You know, it, you know, sometimes we got to learn where to put our foot down. Some things, the things that we bud in and mind other people's business in that we shouldn't be minding people's business in, that's one thing. But there are certain times where you do need to step in and say, hey, this is not right. The biggest thing, this
3: generation is not like that generation, they will mess you up.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's a whole nother thing, yeah, the new generation ain't going for that mess, yeah, gonna they going to any, you gonna any get, you going to get them paws, <laughs> <laughs> you going to get them paws as they when say. oh at
3: the gas station, With the, little, the Mexican woman, when the white oh woman, yes. she hit her, then that's when she wanted to retreat. Yeah,
1: yeah, so everybody's not going to react the same, so you got to keep in mind, you can't talk to Everybody the same way. Somebody will go off on you. Somebody ain't scared to go to jail. Okay, <laughs> so just be mindful how you treat people, and and you know somehow some way be open. If you have white friends, I'm gonna say this, and I'm like I tell my kids all the time: if you have white friends or family, and y'all can't openly have a discussion on politics or race without people getting upset and offended and mad, and y'all ain't speaking for weeks. That's a problem. That's a problem. Because if they're your friends, if they're your family, you can openly sit down and have a conversation about race. Just like that young man that came to my house the other day, tattooed from head to toe. White guy, friend of my daughter's, brought him over, met him for the first time, was as polite as he wanted to. But you know what we were able to have a discussion about? What's going on right now in this world. He was able to openly tell us as a white person, how he felt what was going on in the White House, what was going on with our government, how he felt about race, how he felt about black people. And there was no judgment. We got to get back to that. It has to be no judgment. Because how are you going to know how people, you want to keep them out in the open. You don't want them in the closet. You want to know those people who don't like you because you black or you brown or you tan or whatever the you know case may be. Because those are the people we need to be having conversations with.
2: On
1: the defensive defensive right. Why? Why you don't like me because of my skin? Yeah. You know, it, those are the people I want to talk to.
3: Mm-hmm. Even when you're talking to someone, don't automatically get defensive and like mm-hmm. basically cut them off. Let them finish, and then you can say your piece. Absolutely. And let everybody have the same respect.
1: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So thank you guys again. Also, I do want you guys um, to like and share the post. You know, it doesn't cost you anything to like and share. Not only like and share the post, but go to Anchor. I posted the, the link for Anchor and Spotify on the Fish and Gets page. Go give us reviews. You know, let us know how we can improve, you know, because that's all about growth. It's improving and being better. Um, Wendell and, you know, Terrell will be back soon. You know, they both have had accidents and surgery. So they will be back soon. Um, so we're going to keep them in our prayers. Um, also, you know, like I said, just go to Spotify anchor, listen to previous shows, share your thoughts, you know, leave us a review and, you know, we're going to keep it pushing. Y'all have a blessed night. We won't be on Wednesday night, but we will be back to our normal program schedule (laughs) Every Wednesday night next week. So, y'all love how they say, love, peace, and hair grease. We love y'all. <laughs> Be safe. <laughs> now, live from the 803
0: Fishing Grits. It's time for Fishing Grits. Stay so lit. You talk about it, they come with it. Ain't no topic that's off limits. Stay tuned in, it's all business.
1: It's time, baby.